Ah, there you are. There. That's brilliant, man. All right. Um, you- I thought we were going to do this on the computer. Uh, you could have that when you get those links, you can click them on your computer or your phone. It doesn't matter. Okay. No worries. Do you want to do it on your computer? Well, it doesn't matter. Cause you can just, sh- you can just shut off here and go over to your computer. If you want to do that, that's cool. Either which way. Hello, this is John Renaud and you're listening to the mobile radio carnival via the CEF world. Check us out on common genius for the common types. baby you ready to do it i am so all you got to do to start it is just say hi this is floyd mcintyre and you're listening to the mobile radio carnival okay and and if it takes you more than once don't worry about it man all right my name is floyd mcintyre and welcome to the mobile radio carnival that is fantastic sir thank you so much always good to talk to you man how you doing i'm good thank you how are you I'm very good. You're up there in the great white, as we used to call it in Detroit. Why don't you tell the people where you're broadcasting from this evening? I'm the heart of the Okanagan Valley in British Columbia, the interior, uh, Vernon, BC. Is that remote, remote, or is it just partially remote? Oh, it's just, it's a small city. It's it's not really remote. Gotcha. And and, and how long have you been there? Um, I've been in Vernon for about 23 years. And you must dig it or else you would long be gone, right? Well, yeah, I dig it. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. Lots to do. Well, I don't know if people know this, but obviously, because the podcast goes to different places than the radio station, but Floyd is one of the the hosts on the uh, Pluto radio station, and uh, that's at PlutoRadio.com. And actually, I don't know if you know this, you get, uh, when, when your show comes up, we get a lot more numbers than normal. You're kind of a popular really? guy. Yeah. Did you know that? Oh. Cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, you are, man. And I especially okay. liked, I liked one of your recent shows where you rehashed your earlier rock star days with some of your buddy, with one of your buddies. Yeah, Morgan. Yeah. So what was that about? You were a rock star once, right? Oh, I wouldn't say rock star. We were just, <laughs> we were just young kids, you know, being in a band and partying and hanging out. Yeah. And, and it was up in Canada that you mostly worked? Yeah, it was. Uh, we were living in Victoria. Uh huh. You know where that is on Vancouver Island. Yeah, and is that a big music scene up that way? It can be. Yeah, I mean, back in the day, Victoria had a pretty good music scene. Um, I'm not sure anymore. I haven't lived there for a long time. Right. But, uh, there was there's quite a few things going on there. And you guys did uh, punk. Is that the way that you would describe what you did, or was it a variant on punk rock? Or, um, I don't know. It was kind of punkish and. We had some sort of metal in there a bit and funk, I guess, a little bit because I was I was trying to be flea when I was playing bass in that band, you know, so I was slapping a lot and things yeah. like that. Yeah. And the name of the band was Stoneface, if I got that right, right? Yeah. Yeah. Stoneface. And then so how long how long did you guys uh, hang out and play together and like what age maybe did that happen for you? Um, Morgan was saying he was 18, but I don't think he was, I think he was 19 and I was 20 and Scott was probably 20 or 21, or I'm not sure how Scott old Scott was. I can't remember. And Darren, Darren was probably our age too. So probably around 1920, somewhere around there. And it was a nice solid four piece. I mean, some of the vibe that I heard on your show, sounded pretty cool to me. Cool, man. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. And did you guys like, were you like the, uh, 
the sixties band, the what the monkeys, did you live in the same house and get wacky and drive oh. car, little go-karts around in your house and stuff like that? <laughs> we did live in the same house actually. Did you really? We're, yeah. We're all bicycle couriers, except for Jake. Jake was the only guy that lived with us that wasn't in the band and not a bicycle courier. <laughs> oh, that's, that's cool. I was just being kind of a smart ass, obviously, but I didn't know you actually did that. I bet that made for a lot of fun with you guys. Yeah, it was pretty fun. We had a lot of excitement and adventures and what was the yeah. what was the biggest tear up night that you had at the apartment? Um, what was the action? Oh, I don't know. Um, we we had a lot of parties. Did you? Uh, yeah, I, I don't think I could just nail one to be the best or anything. Got ya. And and I imagine the day job kept you guys in pretty good shape. Yeah, yeah, we were all in good shape. We were bicycle carriers. We put on 60, 80 kilometers a uh, a day just working nice. nice and it met the bills while you were out playing out and then most of us didn't drive either only morgan had a truck or van i think it was the rest of us just rode our bikes home from work and all the way around whenever and then you'd go out and play yeah that's pretty cool man hey so how did you get roped into doing radio um well I can't remember how, oh, I know, because I was making some comments and I think, you know, you like them or something. And you asked if I could do some sort of promotion thing or whatever for Pluto Radio. And I came up with this little skit with my mom and then that went over pretty well. And then Happy Betty kept saying to me, you know, um, well, your show, your show this and your show that. And I'm like, I don't have a show. And then I talked to you and I was like, do I have a show? And you're like, no, yeah, she baby. Meant this or she meant that. And then, you know, a couple seconds later, do you want a show? <laughs> exactly. And have you been digging it? And what do you like about it? Oh, it's fun. It's really fun. I love it. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I like it all. I like every part of it. It's just really good and fun. Keeps me busy. Yeah. What is your, what is it like when you put a show together? What's your, what generally do you, how do you go about that? Um, I just make a playlist really. And I'll, Lately, I just jot down a whole, you know, maybe 14 bands, 13 or 14 bands. And then I figure out what songs I want to play of theirs. And I just arrange them in an order. Usually I have to make a few different orders because I, I change my mind or whatever. I feel some band should be here and another band should be there. Right. And, and then I just write them all up and then I record them. Is that a little bit like just doing music for you? Like, is it How, like, like you're putting a song together, only it's song with different components? Is that one of the ways maybe you look at it? Yeah, definitely. Um, when I put a song together, I'm putting riffs together. But when I'm putting right. a show together, I'm putting songs together. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so it's worked out well. I mean, I certainly always appreciate what you got going on. I, I wanted to ask you, um, what was it about that too? Oh, yeah. You do the shows with your mom. What inspires you to do that? Obviously, you guys have a killer relationship. You get along great. And yeah, so you like have your... Go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry. I just like to, that's okay. I just like to involve her because it's my mom and you know, she's, she's not no offense to her or anything, but she's getting up there in age and she, you know, she's not going to be around forever. And I just, all the things, you know, in the past when I was young talking to her, my mom was, like, I don't want to talk to my mom. Now I find I totally want to talk to her as yeah. much as I can, you know? So, yeah. and I hang out with her as much as I can. And she's, she moved up here to be with me and she doesn't have a lot of friends here. Um, she's just slowly making some friends and, you know, so she needs something to do too. But she also doesn't, she, I, I think I remember in the show too, you were introducing a lot of her blues friends because you did a blue show with her 
And it, yeah. she has kind of a rich history with hanging out with blues players and things of that nature. Is she a musician as well? Uh, she sings. Oh, she plays guitar too. Um, she actually taught me how to play guitar. Um, she doesn't play guitar too much anymore, even though she does have my acoustic guitar right now. And I wouldn't mind getting it back if she's not going to play it. Uh-huh. You got to tell her, <laughs> hey, mom, give me my guitar back. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, she she sings and she can play guitar. And yeah, she she doesn't she's got a little bit of a stage fright thing going on sometimes you know she right she's a really good singer she just needs to get more confidence i think yeah don't we all in a way right i mean yeah, i'm kind of the same sure. way when i'm performing i'm always worried i'm not going to remember lyrics and and things of that yeah. nature and and then you know you find out like people are actually looking at you for some reason and it kind of creeps you out too <laughs> it's like oh that's right i'm here to sing you're going to look at me <laughs> yeah on did display. You, yeah did you ever end up with stage fright when you played out oh yeah all the time um i've never really sang in front of a large audience so I didn't have to worry about that. But playing my bass, you know, I'm kind of okay with that. Um, it's different, though. But if I had to sing in front of a large audience, I, I might get more stage fright. Yeah. Now, I, for some reason, thought you were a guitar player for some time. You do play some guitar, but you you consider yourself primarily a bass player? Um, well, I started out on guitar um, way back when, and I played guitar in a Metallica cover band in high school. Um. And then I started playing bass with Stoneface and I just sort of, my guitar playing took a backseat to my bass playing. I right. just really fell in love with the instrument. And I love the yeah. bass personally. I, I think yeah. it's, a, uh, you know, it's kind of the, an underrated instrument. It is. I uh, couldn't play guitar that well. So I picked up a bass myself and would play in some of my early bands. Uh, I, but I always realized someone was much better at it than I was at any given point. So, um, okay. but I do, I love the bass. It's, it's really kind of challenging i found it because you're you're splitting between rhythmic and a little bit of melody push you know what i mean a little bit of a melody line built into it yeah um and you know i used to love the who and john entwistle's way of managing the bass he yeah he's good was yeah more like a guitar player on a bass you know (laughs) but it's a great great instrument i think i'd like to put on one of your songs but i want to talk a little bit about how what your style of music is now and and how it came to be what you do now well um after stoneface um my girlfriend bought me a four track uh, analog four track a fostex notepad and i rented a drum machine and so me and morgan were making songs with a drum machine and bass and guitar and what I'd often do is I'd take like a dance beat from the drum machine or something and then put some metal guitar into it and sort of work it that way. Um, probably a little like maybe White Zombie or, um, you know, Rob Zombie or something like that. Something right. with heavy guitars and kind of a dance or a rap beat. And I kind of still do that a bit, I think. You, you actually, if, if I remember correctly, you do your shows on analog as well. Is that oh, correct? Yeah, because yeah, no, that's it's digital. It's digital. Oh, oh okay. It's, just a, it's a multi-track recorder. I gotcha. Yeah, because yeah. for some reason I thought you were actually doing analog work uh, on the Pluto stuff as well. No. I gotcha. And so yeah. you primarily, that's primarily your your studio at this point. My, or my Tascam. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's a 24 track. Nice. It's got 18, 18 fade or um, 18 mono tracks. And six stereo tracks. So that gives you plenty to work with. 
And yeah, I'm, I sure to... I'm sure you end up with all the toys that every guy who, you know, like every musician has their own array of toys and assortments and plugins and all of that as well. Well, not really. I don't know. Oh, you, you, oh, I got you. You travel pretty much on the studio itself. I'm very poor. <laughs> I can't uh, afford much. <laughs> I understand that myself. I think, I think when you decide that art is important, at some point your finances might not look so solid. Yeah. <laughs> at least that's been my experience. What, what I want to put on, though, is Serif. Oh, cool. So I'll, I'll toss that on, and then we'll be back to talk a little more. Is that cool? Sounds great. All right. Here we go with that.
So now with that song, I mean, what's, what's the whole idea? I mean, Seraph is like, uh, I looked it up so I could, I could be somewhat articulate about this. It's an angelic being regarded traditionally by Christians as belonging to the highest order of the ninefold celestial hierarchy associated with light, ardor, and purity. Now that's the definition of it. I know in the lyric lines itself, it, it tells a bit of the story, but what, what was your point in doing this story, basically? Um, it was basically about a girl that I like that didn't want me. Uh-huh. And that's then a, I just, That's happened before, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I wrote her a song. Um, and she is the angel. And I am the guy that's looking for her in hell. Right. And I find her in purgatory. And then as we're leaving hell, I see that she has wings. Oh, in the beginning of the song, um, God allowed me to find a way out of hell. Okay. So as I'm leaving, he planted an angel in hell disguised as a lost soul. Okay. So when she cries out my name, I turn around and I go back into hell to get her because she needs help. Right. And so, so so it's, it's also one of those things too. I think you mentioned to me when we've talked about it in the past that the trick line or the trick of the song is too, that angels aren't really permitted to fall in love with people. With humans. Yes. Yeah. So, so you're, it's this whole thing of like how you're stuck every which way in the song. Like you, you could have left hell, but now you're still in hell and you still can't get what you want. It's like this vicious circle of, of what love can do to you, basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool song. And, Thank you. And so something like that, what is it? How does it come out of you like in painful years or do you just plop down one day and go, oh, shoot, I understand 
how all of this makes sense and write it out like first pen? You know, I don't know how this song would have turned out if I could have recorded it right away. Um, what happened was I changed computers and I got a Mac and I couldn't get my Mac to work to record anything. I couldn't, huh. I didn't know how to do it. So I had spent a year with a song just, you know, wanting to add stuff to it and record it, but I couldn't, I couldn't put it onto my, um, into my computer. Right. So once I got a, once I got a PC again, I was able to, you know, finish the song. But um, yeah, it just sat there for about a year doing nothing. I, so, I just slowly so, added stuff. So you wrote it, but then what happened is this process just was delayed. So uh, it, it kind of ended up with different layers than maybe what you would have thought of first. Is that what you're kind of indicating? Yeah, I'm not sure if it would have been better or worse if I could do it all at once like I wanted to. And it's not that I had the whole thing written and then got my new computer. It's like I had part of it written and then I got my computer and everything started to fall into place. I knew, I know, I knew that I needed to have samples and I wasn't able to take samples with my, my Mac. I had to have a PC for it. Right. So, so it just all fell together after I got my PC. Got it. it worked out pretty quickly. Did you, uh, you talking about samples? I think one of the conversations we had as well is you were talking about sample use sometimes and you ended up, I think you ended up getting in trouble or you have stuff pulled from YouTube a little bit because you'll use something and they're like, Oh, you can't use that. Is there confusion in, I don't do samples, so I don't really fully understand it. Is there confusion in that realm as to what you can and can't use? Yeah. Um, I know that like, if you're say you're making a video and you're using footage that is over 50 years old right it becomes public domain and you can use it without worrying about copyright infringement but if it's um if it's like a sample from a movie that's you know last somewhere between the last 25 years um depending on how much of the sample you're using you could get in trouble i think right i've never gotten in trouble for it but i'm always worried about it yeah especially if you're gonna make money off a song that you don't own the copyrights to um Oh, what was I going to say now? I can't remember. Uh, we got time. You can set back and, and, and refigure it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it'll come to you at like 4 a.m. It's like, oh, damn, that's what I wanted to talk about. Now, we were just talking about sampling and, and you know, um, it, it, using it in songs is can be really compelling. And uh, I was just asking about some of the problems maybe that you've run into with sampling or, or some of the things you think are great when it stitches together fantastic. Yeah. Um, I think sampling can be good. Like it really helps with the song, but like I said, at the same time, if, if you're not paying for the samples, then you're just opening up a whole big can of worms. Gotcha. Gotcha. So what, when you do Pluto stuff and you're mixing stuff there and you end up with a fan base, like you had mentioned, happy Betty, who, um, is actually lead singer for, uh, Portobello express. And, they start talking to you about your your kind of uh, DJ fame at Pluto Radio. How does that make you feel a little bit like uh, com more complete in your musical endeavors in life? The fact that you get to share kind of the sharing of music. Yeah, it's it's really a good feeling, you know, like um, somebody you know submitting music to me, and then me putting on the show, and they're like, "Yeah, right on," you know. It's like it's yeah, good, yeah. you know, you're supporting someone and you're helping them out. Yeah. yeah, I know what it's like when before, you know, I 
had my radio show and before I was really involved with Twitter at all, like when somebody would play my song on the radio, I'd go nuts. I was like, yeah. wow, it's so awesome, you know? And yeah, I still do. I think it's awesome now, but I also get to put my own music on my show. So that's yeah. even better, actually. <laughs> it is too. And it, did you find yourself at first uh, when you were doing that? Did you like, oh, wow, well, I, I don't know if I should put my stuff on or if I should be like, more polite to other artists and make sure I put their stuff on and don't put my stuff on. Did you run into that problem? Oh, that was exactly my, not, yeah. I wouldn't say it's a problem, but I, you know, when I first got on, I was like putting myself on the double shot. You know, I didn't do that till saw or show eight. Yeah. Um, I've left myself out of sh a show once because I forgot to put it in. And then when I, when I went to cut somebody, I was like, well, who do I cut? I can't cut anybody. So I'll just leave myself That's off. funny, man. <laughs> And then it's like, it's like, it's cool too, because like, uh, um, uh, Chris does the, the Saturday night doghouse, right. And, uh, same thing, you know, everyone's a little bit like, like, well, I don't want to be, I don't want to be a hog or I don't want to be rude about it or whatever. And it's like, no, 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 that's, that's what we want. We want like your show to have your personality. And certainly the best way to do that is to have some of your vibe into the show. Yeah. I was a little worried about doing a whole show dedicated to me, but it worked out okay. I think it wasn't oh, too you, bad. Are you talking about the show, the last show with the uh, not not the one this week, but the one last week with the, the guy from Stoneface, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I personally, I, I thought that was a great show. I thought it was a great cool. show because the the whole point is you got to show a lot of your personality. Yeah, right? for sure. And you got this cool interaction with you with your buddy and. Uh, and then you mixed it in with your music and then you mixed it in with the music of the band, which, which by the way, uh, that's, I think what we should do next is cut in a song from Stoneface. And I was thinking, uh, what was it? Out in control. Out of control. Sure. Yeah. Out of control. And then we'll put that on and then we'll be back again to chat it up again.
Yeah, so I think that was that, that's a fun song. It's a great song, and you guys got to talk about your your vibe and your years back. How long had it actually been since you saw your buddy? Uh, well, not too long. Um, well, actually, probably quite a while. I, I don't actually. I didn't see him either. Actually, that was done on the phone. Right. So he but was it, in Victoria when we did this. Um, I'm trying to think of the last time I saw him in person. Um, I know he about, came up here to visit me once. Yeah, you talked I, about seeing one of the other cats on the bus. Was the last in your show? You talked about one of the band members. The last time you saw him was on the bus. Oh yeah, Darren. Yeah, I saw him on the city bus in Victoria. That, yeah. was, that was the last time I saw him. I haven't seen. That was a long time ago. That was like twenty-eight years ago, maybe. Yeah, it's amazing how fast time can go by, right? Yeah. But that's cool. It was cool stuff. It's cool vibe. And again, I, I love that show. I hope in the future that you integrate find ways to integrate stuff like that for Pluto um, because I just think that you're a unique guy. You got this really interesting um, like sense of humor that, that, that comes out. You, you write poetry oftentimes in the interaction on Twitter, which uh, I find really interesting too. You, I would say, Hey, do some poetry for us, but you're not going to necessarily be able to pull it off the top of your head. I would think, I don't really know. Is poetry Mm -hmm. one of your things? Um, I don't know. I try. I try. But it's not one of those things that you would, you'd be, you probably do know some poems, but it's not like you're going to wrap them right out, right? You're not going to be like, because you write kind of edgy, like observer in strange circumstance type stuff. (laughs) Right on. Right. Where you're setting people into scenarios that are like, make them kind of go, what are you doing? Oh, I get it. (laughs) <laughs> or maybe I don't get it. What are you doing? I mean, would that be a fair way to talk about your poetry? Oh, I think so. Yeah. Did you did you ever show up at a poetry slam or anything like that with a book in hand and read your stuff? No, never. Would you I don't like- I don't have much poetry actually um written or anything. Just interesting. Yeah. So you kind of do it you do it because you it's just an expressive thing and you like to get it out there? I think so. I mean, I just I'll just be sitting around with my phone in my hand and I just started thinking of stuff. Right. Like that story, like that story I was writing. Remember? Yeah. 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 It actually, it garners a lot of attention when you do it. And that's why I was trying to, I was trying to like, Hey man, find a way to, to put that into your show. Yeah. Find a way to, you know, wiggle that into your show where you, maybe you just do, you know, here's the, here's the poetry moment or something, <laughs> because it's kind of like that thing that you did, the reporter thing you did. You remember yeah. when we did that? Yeah the uh the lost in the desert stuff with you and sly right it was kind of like that you know we it's like it's like you seem to have this sense that allows us to go a little off the wall but it still makes sense (laughs) cool yeah in fact i think i think in fairness we should throw that we're going to throw that on the the whole uh desert mishap with you and in and sly rye yes metal birds and the whole thing and then we'll we'll display a little bit of that so they know what the hell we're talking about all right sounds good Can you hear me, Lee? Can you hear me, Lee? 
Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Okay. Hello, Floyd McIntyre here, reporting for Pluto Radio, live from the base camp on Charon, orbiting moon of Pluto, the headquarters of the current project Operation Wormhole. General Nicosa, the mission leader, has been well-educated in theoretical astrophysics, intergalactic geology, and universal chemistry. He's led campaigns on Mars, Uranus, and now here on Pluto. He's also been trained in hostage negotiations, telemarketing, gourmet and gourmet cooking. Gourmet, gourmet cooking, gourmet cooking, most likely will not be needed. Likely will not be needed. This is the first time as a commander. Oh, here he is. Ladies and gentlemen, General Necrosa. It has been theorized by many for quite some time now that there may be a wormhole inside of Pluto, and in this mission we will survey the inner core, and we will focus our energy with our precision nuclear-powered amplifiers to penetrate the deep core of the nitrogen crust. We've decided to use hard rock musicians to play the frequencies required. For this, we have asked two bands to play, the Metal Birds and the Portobello Express. Because the awesome power these two bands possess, they will have to play their instruments on orbiting moons here on Tryon and also on Hydra. This is because the sound from their ultra-supersonic amplifiers would vaporize a human instantly. Portobello Express will be performing on Hydra and the Metal Beards here on Tryon. Thank you, General Necrosa. We have time for only a few quick questions. Why do you get things out of the back people? What is color in your What happened to all the different penguins? They will be relocated to Antarctica. Is it true this wormhole could lead us to the other side of the universe? We're not sure at this time. Theories have come and gone, but we have reason to believe folding space may be achieved with said wormhole. What songs will the Method Birds and the Portobello Express be playing? The Portobello Express will be performing The Sea Rises, and the Metal Birds will be performing The Dark Highway. Sorry, that's all the time we have right now. There you have it, folks. This will be the next stage of the project. This will go down as the loudest rock show in history. Hot Black Disiato style. Back to you, Lee. Yeah, see, that's just like, to me, that's Pluto Radio fun you know, with Floyd in charge for those moments. It's just fun stuff. You know, the whole thing about the news guy and the interaction with the general and all of that stuff. It's just fun. Where does right that, on. where does that imagination come from? It seems like you, you're more than just a music guy. It seems like you think in, in kind of imaged form. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with me being grounded a lot to my room as a child. Uh huh. So I was just in, I was, I have three brothers and three sisters, but I didn't grow up with any of them. Right. So for the most part, I was an only child. And so if I was banished or banished, if I was banished, uh, <laughs> if I was uh, banished to my room, um, I would have no toys or well, I had, I guess I had toys, but I had no TV or stereo or anything. So I'd just be sitting there, uh, you know, entertaining myself. Stuck with the imagination. Yeah. That's fun stuff, though, man. It's like, um, like I say, the whole Pluto. No, you're cutting out. Hey, man. Hey. You know what happened, right? No. 
we were talking about things that the government didn't want us to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so they cut us out, man. <laughs> Why would they cut us out? I don't know. Are you a conspiracy guy? Um, yeah, a little bit, I guess. Are you? I mean, I, I don't like the term conspiracy theory because I, that just seems wrong to me. But I question well, things. Oh, so like we should invent a better term. <laughs> well, conspiracy theory term is for the people who don't believe. Yeah, you're They're, right. That's always bothered me too now that you bring it up. Because if it's a theory, it's like, no, you mean it's a conspiracy? Or is it a theory of a conspiracy? Is that <laughs> how you mean it? Yeah. Yeah, me too, man. I'm with you on that. So anyway, we uh, we cut out and uh, I know for a fact that it had to do with the, you know, the government deciding that <laughs> we, Floyd and I should not communicate in, in depth in any way. It certainly had nothing to do with Spectrum um, having multiple dropouts in my service, but not knowing how to fix it. It couldn't have anything to do with that, but uh, you could can you detect the tone of uh, dissension there, Floyd? I like, think so. That maybe I'm not so happy with spectrum sucking. <laughs> <laughs> That's a plug. That's a plug for them. That's a free plug. So right anyway, on. going turning my my nice self back on. We were we were. What the hell were we talking about? And hopefully, hopefully that part of it didn't crash out. And we're going to have a show out of this. It'll be an interesting show. It's going to be a lively show that's cut together like two wizards of radio guys figuring it out. <laughs> All right. What were like we? What, 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 what was I babbling about when we got cut out on? Do you remember? Honestly, I can't remember. Dude, that's so fitting no. because I can't remember anyway. We're, I'm like <laughs> that. Like, wait a minute. Give me a second. We were talking about um, the whole Pluto radio thing, which wasn't what we ended on. But I, it is a fascinating thing for me to have you on Pluto. Like, like we had a couple meetings, like with Sly Rye and stuff like that. And obviously, yeah. everyone everyone involved with it seems to get a kick out of each other. How do you know Sly? Other than did you meet him via Pluto radio, or did you know him before? Um, I started out on Pluto, I think, back in. 20 or january of 20 gotcha 20 i i think and then i i met rye um on twitter and we started talking and you know we started talking about jamming and things like that yeah what about um, like the the shrubs or any of the other pluto bands is it mostly you've just met them online at this point which seems to be the way the world works at this point yeah i met the shrubs on pluto yeah. Um, you, I believe gave me some music to start me out when I first started out as a host. And one of the songs were, or I, one of, one of the songs was from the shrubs. I, I don't remember which one it was. And, and so, yeah, that's how I started, you know, talking to them is through that. Um, I think they're good guys. Yeah. They seem to be like great guys. Music. Yeah. Music's very cool. That's the yeah. thing. Don't you think that, that like on Pluto, the mix is what's interesting, like the range of rock and roll that's presented on the station? Yeah, there's a whole huge realm of good music that's being played on there. Um, and I, it's cool because they're indie bands. And when you listen to the radio, you know, FM radio or much music or MTV or anything, I guess they don't play music anymore. But, no. Um, <laughs> Music TV doesn't play music. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. And 
So you get a lot of different stuff because when you hear the radio and stuff, it's all the same. It all sounds the it same is. and it's all overproduced and things like that. But when you listen to indie bands, it's like they're the front lines, you know, they're, they're pushing the boundaries. Well, it's like that, that, um, that girl that you play, uh, she does that blues thing, Steph. Uh, well, Steph Wendler. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like that's, I think you were kind enough to just, you know, just ask if that was stepping out of bounds, which it's not because it's your show and you can, it's like based on Detroit old school, free form rock and roll. It's basically, you can do whatever you want to do. And like, but she's got a very interesting vibe. It's kind of like punk blues to me, you know, it's, it's blues, but it's really not in a way and it's contemporary in a way. And it's, it's got a slight edge to it. And, but the point that I'm getting around to is like, you get to play that and people will hear that in the mix with, with more straightforward rock or whatever else you're mixing in. Right. And it's very interesting. Yeah. I like to have a good mix. I really like Steph Wendler. She's awesome. Also, yeah. I like Tuanda too. She's really good too. Yeah. Yeah. You play some really interesting guys and ladies. And the thing is too, that like when it stacks into the next show, that, host is typically playing like their idea of, of a rock melding thing. And it really is an evolution. That's, that's, I think like delightful in a way, because it's just stuff that you go, well, I, I don't, I didn't think this would work together. If you're thinking about it, it's like, how can you play a prog rock thing? And then something by Steph, you know what I mean? Where yeah. they really, they, you wouldn't think they mix, but it does. It's kind of like an orchestra of rock in a way. Yeah. Good variety. Yeah. Is that, is it, did you start listening? You, you can be honest with this. You don't have to like, did you, did you listen to Pluto before you started tweeting, before you started interacting with the social media aspects of Pluto or did you do it the other way? No, I, I did it after. Um, yeah. I started listening to Pluto radio around the same time I met Sly, Rye. Right. He was the one who kept going, you know, you should listen to Pluto radio. You know, so many people don't, they just put their songs on and they never listen to it. So yeah. he's actually the one that kind of got me into listening to it all the time. I find that interesting because, and I appreciate you being truthful about it because it kind of is a point that I, I would like to talk about, which I find very interesting that in a strange way, you know, that happens a lot with people who end up listening to Pluto. And I think it might have something to do with like the way that we as musicians are just always throwing our stuff out there and it's almost like we, we built the muscle to throw it out there, but then we don't necessarily interact with the places we're throwing our music out to, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, totally. And, and hopefully, you know, when you hook into Pluto, you're finally going, Oh wow. You know, like Sly is a big advocate for what we do. Mm -hmm. And he really, he really digs the programming on, on the station. There's, he's not a fan of, of, of non-guitar rock or non-guitar music. So mm -hmm. if, if I tend to play or if we tend to loop something in, that's, that's maybe a little more EDM based or a little more trip hop based. Sometimes he'll, he'll fire off a message saying, what are you doing with the station? You know, but, mm -hmm. um, but it does, it does. It's an interesting thing, right? So, so what did you listen to? before you started listening to Pluto? Um, just CDs and mixed CDs that I made. Um, I haven't really, Pluto was the first radio station that I really listened to. Um, back in the day when I was a kid, we'd listen to FM radio and tape it on a cassette tape, you know, and so we could have listened to it in the car or something. But um, yeah, no, I, I mean, at work, 
sorry, at work, we listen to the radio, uh, rock 101 out of Vancouver. Right. Um, but it's just classic rock and it's the same songs over and over. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I think that's cool. I love the stones. I love, you know, I love all that great old rock and roll too, but, uh, yeah. I worked in radio in Detroit at WLLZ, which for the whole first year, they didn't play a commercial and it was all mostly late sixties to mid seventies rock. And Mm -hmm. in a year's time, I I couldn't even listen to rock and roll because I'd heard stairway to heaven 50,000 times. And I've heard every Beatles song 60 times a day. And, and it really kind of burnt me out to mainstream corporate radio yeah um but that was years ago but it's still i don't think people generally if you listen to a lot of radio or want to respond well to like corporate radio and that's kind of what you're talking about that you end up just hearing the same stuff because it's safe for them and they make money off whatever you know mick jagger they're into making money exactly which i think it's a skill set maybe i should learn how to (laughs) how to uh, enjoy i don't know about you but yeah i need to make more money yeah. So if, if, if Pluto were run exclusively by you, what, how would it sound? Um, I wouldn't really change anything. Nice. I scored on that one. I'm glad you're being honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's good. Um, yeah, no, I like, I love Pluto radio. Yeah. What is it about? What is it about? Um, I'm just doing random stuff with you because I just feel that's the the thing to do right now. What is it about Portobello Express that you dig the most? Um, I like the sound of Betty's voice. I think she's got a really good voice in the way she she's pronounces her words. Hell of a singer. Yes, she is. Yeah, and you, I, I assume the guitar player is no slouch in that particular band. As no, well. no, he's good too. Yeah, and Patrick's good. quite good. So yeah. it's just their overall sound, but it's like it, Betty's voice pops out at you. Yeah, and the music too, though. Gotcha. Yeah, um, I really like the song "The Sea Rises" as well as uh, "Highly Sensitive." Yeah, I think they're both really good songs. They are very solid, well produced, yeah. the whole thing. So it's a little bit like Rorschach now. So what is the the best thing about the Metal Birds? Um, oh, I don't know. It's tough to say, really, between. Rise guitar playing and Suzanne's awesome voice. I mean, they they got it dialed in. You know, it's it's they're both great. Um, they and they go together so well. Yeah, they do. That's yeah. so. So that's kind of that's two bands with hot guitar and hot female vocals. Yeah. So let me throw another one at you. What about um, one of my favorites? Uh, Kaiser and the Machines of Creation. Oh, yeah, they're good, too. Yeah, I like them. <laughs> yeah, when I first heard their music, I was like, wow, I thought we couldn't have signed bands on this <laughs> Yeah, they are amazing, are they not, <laughs> yeah. man? I, uh, uh, they, they, they blow me away. There's another band, too, um, Church of the Cosmic Skull. Oh, I don't know them. Oh, my God. It's the same type of thing where you're just like, how can these people not be rock legends? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think my personal opinion is that uh, Metal Birds are going to get signed. I don't see how who wouldn't want to. Yeah. You know, I mean, in their prolific beyond belief, I think they just pumped out another 12 songs. Oh, really? With that many? Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's just like the, the guy's got... Uh, I talked to Sly... Uh, 
I think it was last week. And he was, he was talking about it. He's like, he's like, man, I just want to play. I just want to go out and play, you know? Mm -hmm. And you can tell, man, he's just got like a briefcase full of, of tunes that are half written or whatever. And then he and his lady get together about writing the songs and they just, just pop them off. So yeah, it's, it's cool stuff. I'm trying to think of some of the other bands that I, I know you've played. I know you played, you've played Kaiser and the machines of creation. Um, but it's just so interesting, right? Where you get these packages from bands or you get them sending you material and it's like a, you're at a smorgasbord or something, right? You yeah. pick whatever you <laughs> kind of want to pick. Are there any bands that you would be like, John, I want you to send me over more songs from these bands. Um, yeah, let's see. Ah, <sighs> I, I can't think of any right now, but another band I really like though is uh, Shadow of Everest. Oh yeah, yeah, you've been playing those guys too. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, they are definitely good. It's and it's, they're from Canada. <laughs> well, there's a lot of there's a we play a lot of Canadian bands actually. Nice. And you know you don't know it's not like you put a song on and go uh, these guys are from Canada. I mean, I would do it from Detroit maybe at some point where it'd be like, hey, hey, yeah, these people are Detroit people like me. We're the greatest type of thing, <laughs> but. You know, um, Chris Steven, the host of the Doghouse, is a Canadian yeah. guy. Oh, really? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And uh, we, we, I think High Front. We play High Front. I believe they're a Canadian band. Oh, wow! I didn't know that. Um, yeah, I can't go through the. I should have put a list together actually, but uh, we play a lot of Canadian bands. We play a lot of Euro bands. We play. Yeah. Um, did you ever get? You know, this is a band I should send over to you. Actually, did you ever get? Uh, a catalog from the Stone Cold Boys? No. Oh my God! These are these Russian guys. It's a trio. Yeah. And they're just slamming. They and it's kind of dirty, lo-fi, but it's I mean they're really good guitar, bass, and drums. That it's sounds a, you know, cool. It's a rock trio, and I'll have to send you that catalog over if I can find it. Um, we, we they're in a lot of the unsung shows, and they're just a great freaking rock band. And they got they got like. They're Russian guys, but they're singing in English. Oh, yeah. And, and their phonetical differences, you know, the way that they're pronouncing things are slightly yeah. off, but in a strange way, it makes the music even better. Oh, nice. So it's really cool. I'll have to, I'll have to see if I can get you that catalog. And then uh, what else do we got? What else can we throw together for Pluto? Um, you know, we're talking about doing um, a band of the week. Okay. I think something like that might go. We're talking about doing a band of the week where uh, it's a Rondo pick of the week. So Rondo, the station mascot, the Plutonian space hound uh, picks, <laughs> you know, pick points his paw to the songs and the band that he responds to that week. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and then, and then we throw the damn songs on, we throw on like a, a rock block, you know, it'd be like Floyd McIntyre rock block from Floyd. You know how you do the double shot. Yeah. 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 This will be a triple shot. Nice. That's a lot of <laughs> lock, lot of rock and roll whiskey, brother. That's a triple <laughs> shot. So we're thinking about doing that. And then I don't know what, we don't know what time to slot that in because of this whole thing about like how the time is international. And, you know, like we had talked about your show going up at eight and eight, which is 8 PM German time, 8 PM Detroit time. But we're going to always give you an 8 PM bonus Pacific time. That's going to be all the time? Yes, sir. Awesome. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Because, you know, you and I are in, the, on the, in that time zone. And 
if you got fans in this time zone, it's like, you know, you don't want them to hear it at six while they're at work. Is that what Detroit time would be? Five. Right. Yeah. That's, I was going to ask you that. So 8 PM Detroit is 5 PM. Yeah. Pacific. Yeah. So your buddies at work aren't even going to be able to hear it because they're at work. So yeah, the East or the West coast guys, the West coast uh, show producers will then get that uh, bonus 8 PM Pacific time. So that happens for Lee Chrisman. Uh, That happens with my, um, rebroadcast my broadcast of um the podcasts and uh so that's how we're gonna fly with that nice so yeah you get up three times on that day that's awesome and it's thursday that was today man that was your day yes 888 888 just flying around on floyd mcintyre time baby So what else we got for Pluto? You, you, we got any other improvements on Pluto? I've done the Rorschach thing with you. Mm-hmm. Um, improvements on Pluto. Yeah. Oh, we I know. Yes, sir. I need to get some graphics or something. I'm going to take my picture, and then I want some graphics like uh, Chris Stevens and Jorg. So oh, I like can... the, uh, the, the, you need like a... What are you going to do for the 888? You need graphics for the 888, right? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So we just, have to, we just have to conceptualize and get someone to do it for you. Okay. Of course, you're going to have to come up with a photograph that you, you're happy with. Well, my friend is almost a professional photographer, and we're going to take some pictures last week, but it didn't work out, so we're going to take some more. That's cool. When you get the pictures, we'll work it out. Because cool. it's just, uh, you know, Jorg did his own and Chris actually did his own as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, obviously both those guys have Photoshop figured out. Okay. You know what I mean? But if you need yeah. some help with that, man, we'll, we'll, the station will definitely help you out with that. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And you're happy with the way that the, the show has been uh, presented as far as like you decided to call it the 888. And then we just add on when it's a new episode and then we put on the episode number and then it plays in rotation. Everything about that's cool. Sounds awesome. All right, man. That's fantastic. You know what we're going to do now, my friend, is we're going to put on Sweet Georgia Peach. Oh, awesome. We're going to bring it back to your vibe, baby. All right. All right. Here we go with that.
down with the people, the people in the neighborhood. Look at the people, the people in the neighborhood. Look at the criminals, the criminals in the system now. Look at the criminals, the criminals in the system now. Look at the dead, the dead in the boneyard. Look at the dead, the dead in the boneyard. That's a cool song as well, man. That's just kind of, do you, have you been to Georgia? No, I haven't, but that that's, song was written. That song was written for my friend, um, Beth. Uh, she was moving back to Georgia from New Mexico and she wanted some, she wanted me to write her a song for moving. So that's what I came up with. That's so funny because sometimes when I hear that song, that's what I think. I think, I wonder if he's even been, not that there's anything in the song that indicates that you haven't, been there but it's because it's from the point of view of the person who's you know all about being in georgia right yeah and so i always wondered that so thank you for clarifying that you, uh, you're is welcome. there is there a place that people can go and and you know purchase your music or find your music online no they would just have to go to youtube i don't i don't have anything where you can buy it or anything like that and then what would the youtube channel be for that floyd mcintyre very good Floyd, man, it's been great talking with you, and uh, it's always great to have you on Pluto Radio. I greatly appreciate all that stuff that you do for us, and uh, thank you for hanging out with me tonight. Thank you very much for having me. You're welcome, sir. Hey there, this is John. I want to thank everyone for listening to the Mobile Radio Carnival at the CEF.world. I also want to say, hey, thanks, Floyd, for being on the show.
Hey, so this is John, and I thought since Floyd and I spent so much time talking about Pluto Radio, it would be nice to add in uh, Rondo hawking some Pluto Radio hats and shirts. Thanks for listening. What? What's that, Rondo? What's that, boy? Oh, yeah, of course. Hey, guys, Rondo, the amazing Plutonian space dog, wants me to tell you all about buying some merchandise here at the Pluto Radio Internet Store. The Plutonian.store. That's right. The Plutonian.store. Yep, you can just type that into your URL and press go. Or you can find a link to the store right here at PlutoRadio.com towards the bottom of the page. Either way, Rondo's saying you can get yourself a cool Plutonian hat or an elegant rock and roll Pluto Radio polo or other related or music-related goodies here from the station. And by making a purchase, you are helping to keep the Pluto transmission out there for each and every Earth-born ear bone. What's that, boy? What's that, boy? Oh, yeah. Rondo's right. He says, buy something for sure and don't forget to listen. After all, it's radio. It's made for your ears. And Rondo should know he's got some very sensitive ears. Down, boy. Down. That's enough.